Welcome one and all to the, I don't even know what I was going to say there, debut episode of whatever podcast title I end up giving this, joined with me, Jaden Jones, man. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, it has been, indeed. Happy to have you on. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. How's uh, this COVID bullshit been going for you? (laughs) It's been a a year of hell for a lot of people, and... uh, (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it has been, uh, how do I say it, um, just a horrible year. Yeah, probably the worst I've been, I've had. Entire life? Uh. Close to entire life? Um, yeah, I've had bad years, but this one, I think that's fair, takes the cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In any event, thank you for being here. Uh, I do, I do appreciate it, and, um... On New Year's Eve of all, of all days to mm-hmm. uh, to be here. So um, let's let's dive right in. Then there's no easy segue here. So you believe in God? <laughs> That's the best line I could come up with yeah. to address this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? What started this whole? Not to sound over overly cliche or whatever, but what started you your belief? Was it when you were young? Uh, yeah, the idea of God, uh, though obviously, like, it, uh, my, my family is uh, predominantly um, a Christian, uh, growing up in church, like, uh, it was introduced to me, and, like, on that end, yeah, it, that's where it started, obviously, um, it, uh, it, it just made sense to me, um, the, I know, I, that was, before, just as a kid, obviously I'm a kid, I don't really understand any sense of uh, the, uh, the what that even means of there being a God, at least a Christian God. But uh, it, it, it made sense to me. Um, it wasn't like um, I, 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 some being up there, I don't exactly um, know um, in the sense of I can't see him, but... Um, I, it it did did make sense to me. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if that answers your question. Well, what about it made sense? I, did it just feel right? Did you have that gut feeling that people always always talk about? I get more of a chest feeling, but <laughs> wherever in the part of the body, not sure, yeah. not think you'd get that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it was. Uh, Kind of a bit of both. The yeah, there was the feeling, but also it and yeah, it did feel right. Um, but uh, also it just made sense of there being a, um, a a creator, a creator being of uh, that uh, had created me, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, just it, it makes sense. I'm talking about as a kid, and like that's just like initially that's where at least starting off like i just remember thinking that like oh okay that makes sense then they make sense to me a lot of the times from what i've heard some kids find it absolutely petrifying because of the satan angle they think that oh no if i'm bad if i lie to mommy and daddy they're gonna uh, satan's gonna take me to hell no, used as some yeah. of a scare tactic you know yeah I mean? yeah uh, that was not thankfully my parents and my family never uh did that or um i i did not instill that um you could say 
um, at least from I would say now a, 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 a practice of bad theology. But uh, yeah, no, that would they never did that. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, no, it was not the the idea of Satan never scared me or anything. It wasn't it wasn't scary. Well, um, I was thinking that if I do bad, then um, uh, Satan's gonna take me to hell. No, no they never did that. Uh, no, no, no. Thankfully, no. And hmm, how about the church officials that you knew growing up earlier on? It doesn't sound like they threatened you with, with anything mm -hmm. either. How did you perceive the actual what, priest, pastor, whoever was giving the sermon, yeah. altar, you know, altar helpers, boys, girls? Don't mm -hmm. want to be sexist here, but <laughs> it, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. How did I perceive them? Uh, now, okay, growing up, I was a very different child altogether. Uh, very, um, a very different child, and I a different. I had a lot more, you could say, um, less self control. I had a lot less self control than I do currently now, and my priorities in terms of what I paid attention to was uh, more. Um, more personal than it would be like to think about those type of things. So yeah, like um, I didn't ever, I didn't really view um, those people like I didn't put them under huge scrutiny as uh, I, I I do now, and that's partly to do of because I'm older and I'm more aware, but also because of my own theological. Um, uh, uh, I guess you say awareness. Uh, yeah, that's so. Uh, growing up, I didn't put them as much scrutiny. I I didn't have much. I quite I, I quite respected them. One because I, also my family was um, close to many of them. Um, the the pastors and those types of people. So like I, I was quite familiar with them. Um, just on a personal level. On, on on that level, so I don't have much problem with it um, as much. So. Did you want to ever become a part of the church from an integral standpoint, play a key part in any way growing up when you were a kid? Like, man, this would be cool to do. I'd love to be an altar boy walking up the center aisle and and stuff like that. You know, I'm kind of mixed. Uh, I never... Okay, the altar boy... Uh, was kind of weird to me at first. I, I did think it was a bit odd. Um, I those those type of things. Yeah, I didn't really understand the purpose of it. It that's just yeah. That was just me. I didn't. I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't think of it. I'm like okay. Like why would they be doing that? Um, and I don't. And because I, I I didn't grow up Catholic. I wasn't. I I didn't grow up Catholic. I grew up in. Um, I'm, 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 I'm Protestant, so I'm not, I don't, and I, though I absolutely, I, I go to school, I'm familiar with Catholicism, and I know the whole thing, um, that's, that's where I go to school, uh, I, I know that whole situation, so, but, um, growing up, that was not, they didn't have exactly those things, there are similarities, certain, you could say, they, um, those types of things, but, um, no, I did not really, like, see myself doing that particular thing being uh, being a pastor um growing up uh, a lot of um I, I remember a lot of times many would say that i would be uh i should 
I'd be a pastor one day or whatnot. Just, I don't know why I say that, but uh, they, they, I don't know if they, I don't really know. I have to ask my parents exactly why they say those things, but uh, yeah, the, I, they, they would say that, but I don't ever see myself being a pastor, mostly for the reason, um, and I still hold, hold that right now, currently right now, I can't really see myself being a pastor. Um, right now if it if it comes about sure hey yo that looks uh the lord comes um, down my path oh hey I'll, I'll go go to seminary do the whole business okay fine whatever but right now this not i cannot see that the making making a sermon every single week man that's crazy man what about it is sort of a deterrent for you um one it is the the, uh, being a pastor um in the uh at least in the theological setting is one of a high calling or a high responsibility to be more exact um because you're not just uh it's it's not just a reg it's not just a job um it's it's, it's in that sense um you're uh, you, there there are people that are also learning as, alongside you you're um, you're also teaching that your the, your congregation about um, the, the 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 scriptures and so on and so forth. Then the 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 people that um, the, that you're responsible. If, you, if you're, um, I mean, different churches have different departments. Some have, um, you know, there's worship lead, there's worship pastors, um, there's uh, youth pastors, and so on and so forth. And so the people that are learning under you. You're also responsible for them to make sure that uh, they're getting the things that they need to do their job and so on and so forth. Just kind of like any, like, I guess you could say, um, yeah, like you're responsible for that. So it's a lot of responsibility uh, on that on that end. Um, I, I don't, I can't really see myself um, being that. Not to say I don't I hate the idea of responsibility. I just can't see myself having that level of responsibility. And I don't really see myself being that helpful um to the to um uh people in that particular way uh is it a question of worthiness that's how it sounds to me where it's you, you said you're not um, you, you don't want to deny responsibility or you, you you're not you, it's not like you don't want to take on certain responsibilities but it sounds like either the type or the weight behind a pastoral position it almost makes it sound like you sound you, you sound like you feel like you're not worthy of the position. Ah, uh, I guess you could say that. I, the lack of better words, sure. I guess that's the closest to the feeling I have. I'm not feeling worthy um, of that, and, and not not to say that uh, every no none none of us are worthy to do that. But it, it is still a high calling, and from what um, I, I can see, those that um, do have a that calling to go into ministry like that. Now, to answer further your or per question before, I, I do love the idea of missionary. See, this is an interesting thing. Um, going on missions, uh, thankfully I got to do that not, uh, not this year for obvious reasons. COVID, people, uh, COVID. <laughs> uh, I got to do it the, the previous year, 2019, I went to the Dominican Republic down uh, in Barahona. That was um that was an amazing uh, experience uh, to do that. That that's that that was actually the thing that I always wanted to do since I was a kid. I remember seeing, um, hearing you know hearing about it. And I always thought it was 
just one a cool concept altogether but just to seeing kind of hearing about it and i'm like i, I want to do that for sure one day and so i actually got to do that first chance i got i i took a like a stab at it and it, it was amazing absolutely um more than um it, it's not as glamorized as what i as like as in the the you know the kid type of how the kid envisions certain things as most things kids normally envision aren't as in reality um but it, it was absolutely more rewarding than i could have imagined what did you do on the trip spread the good word the quotes obvious <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah we went i uh, went down to it was a, a group of 24 of us i believe it was a 24 in max i believe um of uh, young adults and uh cup was it um, myself well, four of four high schoolers i believe including myself no n- no five of us including myself um i believe if i'm if i'm remembering correctly uh that went down there and we did construction um at the the, the location that we were at there was a school that the uh, the the school that they would do would teach the whole round of subjects there would be there would be Sunday school Bible teachings and then there would also there would be math English and well Spanish because that's also what they speak down there uh, that's the predominant language and the whole variety variety of other just well basic um, things that you would learn in school. Uh, the, to um, gain a, a natural education, reading, literacy, and so on and so forth. Uh, and so the, the, that there's a school, and then beside it, it was the mission's house where we stayed. And that, that was actually, that um, building was actually built by the missionaries over the, the, the past, well now it would be, uh, at the time was seven years of them going, back, going down to uh, Barahona. So uh, the, we would go there and we would do construction and a bunch of other things. So we did a couple of baptisms. We did four baptisms. That was amazing. That was, that was wow, beautiful. Did you mingle with the locals at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, the, the the local team down there, um, they're, they're absolutely amazing. Um, the, the Dominicans, first of all, man, we talk about, like, they are, like, Building the guys, whoa! You got nothing better to do but chuck rocks. Yeah, for oh fun or like, you know, left heavy shit, right? They thought, some of the guys, we, they thought we were they were in shape when we went down there. Well, well, we're dying, like like literally sprawled out like on the 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 porch, just totally wasted. These Dominicans are looking at us like, yo. What's, What's your problem, boy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are y'all so lazy? <laughs> really, they're laughing at us. That's uh, yeah. They they're 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 amazing. Yeah, we we went and did uh, prayer walks, and we would go. We were going to the community. Um, we went. Uh, we actually we the Sunday because we went for two weeks or to be deep. Uh, was fourteen fifteen days. Mm-mm. Yeah, fourteen days. Yeah, a couple days, weeks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we went to the well, we went to this church, and that that, that church was it, it was quite fascinating experience to um, be uh, worshiping in Spanish, like like they 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 were some of the songs that we knew in English, 
like say obviously you can tell based on like the type of sounds but it was but just we were singing spanish like i was like whoa that was that was a pretty uh that was a unique and surreal experience to actually see that aside from the language barrier did the churches in terms of architectural uh feats or design did they differ at all as compared to the ones you were familiar with um in terms of the inside um no funny normally i'm very observant of my surroundings i did not pay too much attention to it uh the except for like the there was like the typical carpet the 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 entrance was pretty cool like open open um guys you could say foyer um dude kind of low it wasn't it was somewhat of a low ceiling um at least that's how i'm remembering it um and uh then two different separate entrances and um yeah there's the chairs uh, multiple chairs across the it, was, it wasn't like pews i'm just individual chairs that fold out or just regular no, run-of-the-mill chairs Oh, yeah. it must have been great for your ass. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, it keeps your back straight. They were, they were, your they were, they were cushioned. They were oh, cushioned. they were okay, okay. Yeah, they were cushioned. Uh, so that, that was nice. That, that was like I was happy about that. Uh, what stand, like sitting on actual wood is not pleasant. I do not like that. Uh, yeah, uh, but they 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 were great. They, the Dominicans played great music. They were really well on the the drums. They got well well on the drums and the. Um, guitar, uh, the, the, the whole bit. They were they were amazing, actually. You see yourself going back there again, as as you said before. Mm-hmm. Would your role ever change as you go down there, or would it be more or less the same routine if you went year after year? That depends, really. Like, Do they switch up the itinerary on these shows? I just don't know. I'm asking out of just your sure yeah, curiosity. It, yeah, uh, it really, truly, you can... Like you can uh, decide with what type of team. So like, there's normally VBS, like Vacation Bible School. That's what it stands for. Not to be confused with PBNJ or PBS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's uh, uh, then there's just like the construction team, and you would be building what types of things, um, whatever the the community or whatever. We, we would help building up the wall, and uh, because th- there's a wall surrounding the complex for like to avoid some from deter from against like theft and whatnot which was a theft before we had to do it because like like a stone wall around yeah, this thing yeah, okay yeah yeah with the cinder blocks uh there because there was a theft um, actually a week before um we had even gotten there and then just barbed wire on top of it so we had to like make it three feet higher pretty intense yeah yeah it's a pretty huge it's pretty huge wall um but uh yeah we did that and uh, that was great and then we actually had to destroy that was fun we had to destroy a the washroom a washroom to because we were, they were building a new one with um it, that, it was this washroom was just two stars for male and female and then the next so the new one would is going to have two uh for building uh, for males and, and two for females uh so and that that was fun that was we got to take the um, sledgehammers and just just like, whack it oh ooh, that was dope that was really fun now the cleanup after it that was not shards fun. of shrapnel everywhere yeah we had to clean that up man Mm-mm. we cannot get we cannot have avoided that that was boring though not fun how'd you clean it up sweep it uh well no with uh you couldn't you, you cannot do that because it was huge chunks of like um cement 
Oh, huge, true. Yeah, yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Huge chunk of cement and cinder block, and then on top of that, you have you have to avoid the barbed wire. Ooh, I learned barbed wire. That thing is nasty. Definitely lives up to its name, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, sorry, no, not barbed wire. It's rhubarb. That's that. That's what it is. Rhubarb, not barbed wire. Yeah. Still sharp and can slice you up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and impale you. Whew. That's the idea. <laughs> yeah. Deter thieves by violently bludgeoning them on this. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, that was that was that was cool. So yeah. When you came back from this, mm-hmm. did it change how you studied theology as a whole? Did it have that big, profound impact that everyone talks about, or did it? Did it not? Did you just say, "Oh, I wanted to go again"? Like, what What was the overall experience like when you when you came home and you had a chance to reflect on it? Um. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, there were there were a variety of other things like that happened on the trip that I had to um, that made me uh, had to reflect and reassess on how I even understood. Uh, um, yeah, I would say, um, on a practical level, like it was amazing to see, um, how we can worship the same God, but in completely different, like we could say, um, one language, completely that language that, like I mentioned before, with the worship, um, when we did worshiping, that was one of the main reasons for that, um. Uh, how I studied theology as a whole, um, not, I wouldn't say that it, it changed how I study, but it did deepen my under my understanding of um, how the uh, how tr- the, the how transforming the gospel is, and um, even in. Um, foreign countries, especially in foreign countries, and not just outside of the West and country, because we, we here in the West we live in such um, really, really, truly. Not, like I know we don't like use that word, but really, truly, it is privilege and luxury um, just for a variety of reasons. But uh, what Christianity, for majority of the world and majority of history, um, has uh, Christianity has not the, the Christians really of any. Um, faith unless like your faith of the majority in that sense um, is not uh, is able to practice freely in the country that they're living in whether it be in the east or in Asia um, or really where else unless there's actually freedom of religion which doesn't really exist outside of the um, the west or western countries isn't it also the case too where in certain parts of the world certain denominations of Christianity are that religion from a restrictive standpoint, there's no freedom of religion except for either Catholicism or Christianity. I know in the past that's been the case. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, so you can turn it around. No, no, no. I no, I understand. I know what you mean. I I, I get that, and that, that that is true, absolutely. Um, and I mean, obviously, that wasn't right for for obvious reasons. No, um, I'm saying like currently today, um, that uh, for whatever reasons, uh, that. Uh, majority of christians don't have that privilege they do to actually practice um freely what do you mean by transformative nature of, of the transformative nature of the of, of the gospels 
Um, so... Like, I'm assuming you're not meaning Autobots and Decepticons here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that. Uh, what I mean of the, the transforming nature of the gospel is how... Uh, hmm... So I'm 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 trying to I'm th- I'm thinking about it in on one end there's the, the Western con how that looks here but then there's different where it looks in another culture because there's different norms. Um, do you want me to explain how it would be look in that context? Yeah, yeah. Break it down for the lay person who doesn't in, in too deeply study any sort of level of theology. Um. Okay. So. Like at least in that that context, uh, for uh, in in the Dominican, there are a bunch of other, I I practices of um, certain things that would not exactly be, um, at least in the Christian sense, be um, how do I say it? Uh, um, not. Hmm. Okay, so in the Dominican right now, um, there is like you know they, there's um, a voodoo. There's also like you know uh, black magic and other dark arts and whatnot. Yeah, to any Dominicans like <laughs> listening to the no offense, yeah. no offense to anybody here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it is very common. Um, they, they at least in at least in the community that we're in, we're in where we were in. There is a huge Haitian population that is. Oh, that's is interesting. There. Yeah, the they that have immigrated from Haiti to um, the Dominican and had uh, set up reverence uh, some uh, generations ago. So that's uh, they. It, it's quite it, they. They are Dominicans, but um, well, actually, I won't go into exactly the logistics of why that is, um, but. Uh, and the within that community and that culture um, uh, as a whole, there is a the voodoo, black magic is something that is very common and normal practice um, for those people to, um, whether or not you are uh, to uh, seek power or the power f- um, from whatever um, uh, spiritual being um, that uh, um, to... Uh, uh, if you, they don't exactly have the um, luxury the, um, of the type of medicine that we have, so they would go to whatever being to or the black the witch doctor down the street, uh, which is pretty normal. So have a the witch doctor just around the corner. It reminds me of Sri Lanka when you said that for some reason. I don't know why. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> just thinking out loud here. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just go to the witch doctor and he does his uh, does his thing and you know do whatever. Um, and there are other practices, a lot darker practices that are also very mainstream, um, that we would not exactly, you would not exactly be highly favored here in the West. Um, but, uh, what I meant about the transforming nature of the gospel, um, is how many people, um, in those cultures that, um, are, have, um, yeah, have been exposed or many have participated in those practices and how they um and thinking that that's the only way or that there's their only hope is to go to just their resident um witch doctor and where they many times have are basically um are uh, well 
um, held hostage to um, whatever um, practices um, that uh, these doctors may undo in order to either hail your kid or whatever. Um, but uh, um, find, um, re realize when they actually hear the gospel that um, no, there's a, the, the, well, even beyond better than all of them is um, a, a, the a, a eternal God that is actually still, st um, that is greater than um, those whatever and um, isn't going to, I would say, uh, why would I, how would I put that? Uh, Shoot from the hip, man. You got nothing to lose here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, came and died for their sake. That uh, not just it's not just in the sense of the um, worldly aspect of uh, um, certain momentarily uh, gains, but it's in the sense of the in the internal aspect of when they. Hear the good news that uh, Christ came to, um, uh, to 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 save them from the, the the sin and whatnot and so on and so forth. Um, how how freeing that can be from the, um, the 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 constant plague of having to um, satisfy or sacrifice some many of them sacrificing their own children to these these um, uh, we could say. Um, uh, well, witch doctors, in order just to get like you could say some medicine, um, or spell or whatever. You can make the argument that sometimes the church has it's got in terms of Christianity, it's got that stereotype around the ten percent money giving thing too, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, we'll touch on that in a bit. I wanted to back up to go ahead then because we were talking, you were talking about freedom of religion and how mm -hmm. in the West we are so privileged to be able to exercise that in most parts of yeah. the West. How do you deal with all of these stereotypes and these negative aspects as you've continued to study theology and apologetics? Because I sort of skipped over a, a bit here, but it, it, I'm sure you'll talk about it so i'm jumping way ahead again so we reversed and now we're going way farther forward mm -hmm. but a lot of people just like the routine of going to church mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you're the one of the first people i know who wasn't looking to be credentialed and go to the priesthood or anything like that or become some ascend the ranks of any sort of church and just wanted to do it of your own accord for your own educational knowledge so why how do you how do you deal when someone comes at you with just some smack talk about why you shouldn't be continuing your study like let me if i let me if i'm understanding the question if someone um asks me the or come Ask like to bring up a stereotype, like I just did, like right? to say why I shouldn't be studying. Or it's theology. like why do you, what why why do you go and practice your religion when you got like a bunch of pedos running the churches or something like that? <laughs> you know all those stereotypes. Ah, I and, see. You know, because yes, uh, a lot of people will yeah, take the bait and yeah. then it'll turn into a fuck you, fuck you fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, uh, I'm aware of that. The um, I mean, now I'm again not Catholic, but that also that also does exist in um, all factions of that. Um, so uh, yeah, that um, that I'm not going to say that um, the sin that exists in those individuals' hearts that went and used that to abuse. Um, they use the gospel, or to well, to pervert the gospel in order to to justify their own sin. Um, and that's that's disgusting. I I don't need to. That doesn't affect um who Christ is. That doesn't affect necessarily the um uh, validity um of the the, the the of Christianity per se. That's just that's just people um, sinful people abusing the gospel to just. That's that's really what it is. Um, now, uh, like, like, like you, your, your question was, why, how would I, like, like you said, like, if there's people, like, they uh, come at you, they try to attack you yeah. or deter you from continuing your study because there's no way to prove it or some bold statement yeah. that's got so much, so many layers to it. Yeah. Um, I, one I've started doing when I've done that before I've not always done this um so sometimes I haven't always been as cordial as I could be when uh, um, responding to said questions as such um when I ask them why why they why are they even saying that um or responding it said way um because um I've learned that uh, sometimes people aren't actually actually when they posing questions not every person is actually looking for answers. That they're just po they're just posing questions either to be like really and truly jerks, um, and um, it's it I I I do I don't I'm not I don't feel obligated to those people I don't feel obligated to give them any answers because they're not looking for it they're they're not looking for answers and what I say is not going to change their mind and so like why am I going to like try and like do that they're not open minded to whatever of this uh, scenario and some of the intricacies that. That to say that it, it's really it, I'll, I'll say this that I was thinking about this before it's kind of insulting it's very insulting this is the thing that really pisses me off at times because it it it, it, it a lot of those people that make these statements they say oh like he said pedos running the church and so on and so forth as if that I'm they would assume that I'm okay with that that because I'm a Christian then I would in, innately have to condone pedos running the church or the pedos in the church, or so on and so forth, like, as if that, that is, like, okay, like, like, um, a pastor is abusing kids, like, what, what or a priest, or, like, what, like, that's, that, 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 that is nonsensical to me, because that's often the, that's often the, um, assumption, I've, I've had, not, I'm not saying every person is saying that, but <laughs> I've had people that have indeed, um, treated me, uh, like, as if that, I'm somewhat okay with that. Like, no, that does not. Um, I, I, I wouldn't know. I don't know any Christian that would um, actually say that um, just because of uh, the nature of them being Christian, quote, unquote, Christian in that sense. That's an interesting perspective. Um, a lot of the times when I ask people that, just uh, obviously not recording them for or <laughs> any reason, uh, the the people who are religious will say, "Well, 
I usually just try to prove them wrong with biblical arguments. It doesn't sound like you want to waste your time with that, which I yeah. I can applaud because, you know, you're just going to be wasting your breath. Yeah. No, see, with those that, that do, I, I can show, like, yeah, like, what, what they're doing is it's sinful. That's that's sinful. Well, I mean, it's already evident for most people, unless you're, like, a pedal. But, like, it's already evident that what you're doing is, is wrong. Um, using kids is pretty wrong for most people. Um and that's that's not that's not right. That shouldn't be happening. It, should, it doesn't really matter if you're a pastor or not. Like you shouldn't shouldn't be doing that. Get them out. Like there's the whole thing and what was it? Is it Timothy? First Timothy on a whole bunch of other things on the um, leaders, uh, the pastors, and so on and so forth. Uh, the damn cat's getting in the picture. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, of uh, leaders and some of the things of uh, of behavior on how the lives there ought to live and when they are going to be of such, if they're going to be leading anybody, they should be living honorable lives, not doing those types, especially not doing those types of things um, that are dishonorable um, and uh, especially not bruising kids. Oh, gosh. What criteria is there for something to be theologically accurate? This is a question I've been burning to ask, and I saved it just for this. Uh, so, okay. Uh, hmm, let's say this. Uh, can you give me an example? Because that's pretty broad. Is there any sort of set standards for saying what is right because someone is some the reason i ask is because so much of the time you hear the bible is subject to interpretation now would you take that to be true to a certain degree yeah to some degree so how can you determine accuracy when there are some subject uh, points of subjectivity because uh, by nature yeah. in, interpretation is inherently subjective uh yeah uh so the you uh, that's a good, that's a good point. Now, uh, this is where um, <laughs> the, there are the certain theological, um, I guess I want to say um, necessities. I guess you could say that are are core essential. The 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 core as uh, well, the core Christianity. And then there are the you could say ter second tertiary issues that, um, in that sense, that you would say if you're going to, if you're going to put it like that are more um, that uh, uh, the Christians um, that have the liberty to disagree on some, like so for example, um, some are uh, are um, speaking in tongues. Um, you that that's one uh, or the the spiritual gifts and so on and so forth. Um, some um, end times, if you're eschatology, there are many good Bible-believing Christians that just disagree on, um, like, good, good well-thought, theologically um, sound Christians that just disagree on eschatology, in the, the study of the end times, that's what it means, the, um, and, and what what that means, and so on and so forth. Um, the, yeah, that those those are some things. It's not it's not a a it's not a necessity in terms of the uh, the 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 core of the faith. So, 
what would that would be in terms of like the um the, the trinity the tri nature of god the the, the um, divinity of christ the uh, the resurrection the atonement um oh uh, um the uh oh there's a whole list of them but there's, there's a couple other but that's kind of like just i don't know if that answers your question if there's so much disagreement then why bother continuing the study um, like you mean for me? Yeah, personally. Uh, well, first of all, not all issues I I, I have actually gotten to like I, I, eschatology, eschatology, man, <laughs> that is a doozy. Ooh, I, I I am familiar with some of the positions and whatnot. I I don't know where I stand on it yet, and um, I I'm making my way through the New Testament right now. I'm. I'm uh, I finished Philippians and that one, which was great, was amazing. Um, haven't uh, so I eventually I will make my way to Revelations and that's going that'll be great. And I'm going to when I do that, then I will. That's that's when I will dive deep in eschatology. Right now, I uh, it, it's not it, it is not a necessity. It is it isn't really a theological necessity um, uh, to uh, form in terms of that, but it's not one for me. Um, eventually I will get to it, but it's just something I haven't, um, got to because it's, it really is just when you, when you go in there, you, you, that's a rabbit hole, man. You, you have to go in there, there's premillennialist, tribulation, and all the whole, the whole bit. Like, yo, you, yo, man. If it's about the end times, is that exclusive to the book of Revelations or uh, not, are certain other not parts just. of the New Testament that uh, yeah, have to do with that, that as well? With, well, uh, both on with Jesus bunch of Jesus talks about a bunch of other things and then contrasting that with uh, revelations and uh, there there's a bunch of other things some things were Old Testament and um, talking about the end times and certain prophecies and no a whole bunch it's a whole whole network I guess you could say if you're, if you're for lack of better words of uh, revelations and Jesus and some of the things and then what is what does th that mean what is Jesus talking about in terms of that and in, um, there are certain scenarios in terms of historically what happened previously to happen and that he was talking about certain things and this is a whole it's a whole thing but yeah what is the ultimate goal you want to reach then by studying all of this do you have a set goal in mind or is the sky the limit because it sounds like even though there will be these disagreements, they're just going to go on forever. Agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. Is there well, an end? Yes. Is there ever an end point to it? Yeah. See, you know, it's funny. It, the dis the disagreements, though the uh, the theological disagreements, where you're talking about the I'm talking about the um, the, the 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 non essentials. Those again, those are non essentials. Like they're not they're not something that you you need really. You shouldn't really fight over that. That's like you can disagree with them, but you really should not be ripping apart churches because you don't agree. If we could have um, speaking in tongues or whatnot, you so, no actually some Christians would say otherwise. But you really should you really shouldn't be doing that. It's something that okay. You disagree on? Okay, fine. Or some people um, don't eat, uh, try to keep the kosher lies. That, now, Paul talks about that in, was it Romans? 
um, Romans on uh, that whole thing, or, or was it Corinthians? Ah, whatever. Um, and Someone's gonna cheer your ass out for not knowing that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he talks about uh, certain things not being against your conscience and so on and so forth, and what that the in terms of those things, if you certain foods that uh, are really and truly will not. It are not to eat them. It doesn't. It's not inherently sinful, uh, but to some people, if you eat certain things like pork, if you eat pork, then. But even though, what Jesus said, that doesn't make you can eat anything. It means that you can eat anything, but whatever. I don't know some Christians are gonna get on me on that. Sounds like a lot of people are sweating the small stuff here. Uh, I, Minor details, but that add up to a a lifestyle. Um, well, yeah, like, see, the important thing, the important thing is in, uh, with the, the food laws, I, I understand, I, it, it makes sense, and this is some of this part of this position, and, and, and from what I can see, and what I've seen, is part of theological ignorance, while also there's a part on, on the, you could say, um, there, there was some cultural aspect that goes into it of just being just going on flow. Not, not, not all, not all people are like this. Not all Christians are like this. But from those that I, I've seen that have hold this position, there was some of that. There's the theological ignorance, and then also there's a, there's a cultural aspect. Of that's the culture that they grew up in. That also was hold held those those theological um, positions to say don't eat pork or shellfish or whatever. That that it's just by nature comes out as oh I'm not gonna go and change that even if I know it's wrong okay whatever they'll just keep doing that and so they'll freak out about if it, there's pork or whatnot. What's the ultimate goal with the study then to reach some sort of self, um, not self knowledge but uh-uh. the the idea that you know that uh, there's some sort of definitive truth in what no, you're studying? No, no, the, the goal of um, studying theology, as it is of studying the scriptures, is to um, get to be as, get as close as possible to um, understanding or um, best understanding um, the, the, the word of God and actually um, well, because if just like anything, if I wrong on something theologically it, it, assuming it's if, if it's something important I, I want to know about it and actually I would want to change that I, I wouldn't want to believe something that's not necessarily theologically accurate that would be problematic especially if it's said if it's really important um, so uh, yeah like that that's that's really the goal to best understand um, the the nature of Christ and who God is and um and get closer to Him while uh, and growing uh, growing in deeper relationship, um with God, uh that's that's normally the at least for me, um and I know many other Christians that do study theology and make it make see this quite important, um to uh uh as understanding the scriptures on a more deeper level. How. Uh, that that's an interesting response. How do you go about then? Maybe maybe that's the wrong way of putting it. Do you actively encourage people to study theology? <laughs> yeah, I try. I try. How though? Because yeah, a lot of people say like you talk about bringing the word 
to the people? Are you shouting from the rooftops with your mask on, staying socially distanced <laughs> at the curb, saying, read the Bible for Christ? Yeah, no. That's not... not Again, that. stereotyping, right? Yeah. There, there was a street evangelism, which I actually wanted to... I've been, uh, my friend actually been wanting me to go out and do it, which I'm, I'm, I'm actually been wanting. I haven't done it yet, but uh, that's not my type of uh, thing. I've not... I know I've actually quite had problems with that type of like thing. I, don't, I think it's counter. I just think it's counterproductive. Like some of the things those may say may be true, um, may be true, but you're, how you're going about it is not. No, it's not effective. Like it's like uh, you're not exactly being effective here. Like yeah, it's not really being that effective. Uh. Damn cats getting in the way here again. <laughs> Keep going though. You're good. You're good. Yeah, uh, it's not that they're not really being that effective. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I try. I mean, I tried like in members of my family. Um, really, really any Christian I, I meet, I try to encourage. Yeah, like to um, to one take seriously um, your for, for your faith and to, yeah to ask ask questions and to to uh, try to um, to get to know. Um, of, of God better um, on an, well, both in an intellect not just in an emotional capacity but in an intellectual capacity and um, the yeah like it, it, it is an important I think it was C.S. Lewis um, he, he described theology that uh, as uh, in I think it was yeah it was mere Christianity where he described theology as being more of a map um, more, more of a map to um, guide into I think it, what was it uh, to navigate the murky waters or he he used some like analogy of uh, of sometimes some analogy of just yeah it, it being a map um, sometimes the yeah the it, um, uh, scripture can be really difficult um, to understand especially from a 21st century understanding there are some things like we're reading certain things in our context not necessarily understanding certain things and then in the whole context of scripture and there's a whole whole thing a whole bunch of other stuff um, but uh, and that can be really difficult and there can be a lot of misreading of certain things or misunderstandings and that also what like we've talked about breeds bad theology and certain bad practices that uh, whether we see practice uh, uh, that we mentioned earlier, a lot of that comes from bad theology. It wouldn't be like I, I would I would literally just be saying, okay, no, you're just wrong. Like you're just wrong theologically. Like I I I do my best to just dude. Okay, I, I see what you're saying, but here's what here's here's what you're saying, and then here's the here's the rest of scripture in the context of scripture that doesn't add up. And what you're saying here, no, you're either taking out of context here, that, and then you're excluding a whole bunch of other that is not, um, it, 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 no, it's just, it, no, so, yeah, I, I, try, I try my best. Um, and I'm not saying that you have to be a huge bookworm. Like, no, you have to go huge, no, 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 not every part, it's, it's not for everybody. No, I'm not saying that, and you have to be a scholar, no, I'm not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect everyone to do it, but just basic theology, like, yo, like, guys like, uh, uh, reading like, guys like C.S. Lewis, man, like, that's like, that's good stuff, mere Christianity, I am, I, I know, um, I, like, it's just phenomenal, I, like, it, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't supplement 
it's not it's not to supplement like the scripture itself, but it's really helpful um, in summarizing in practical ways. It's not like it's not this huge talking, this huge academic language. He doesn't do that. No, I don't know if you know about C.S. Um, about Lewis, but he he makes it practical. Um, super practical. You don't need to know a, a, anything. You could just be a Joe off the street, the street, and crack open the book, and you, you can understand what he's saying. I mean, it's, Makes it a little bit more approachable too, mm-hmm. from because there's there's not layers and layers of complexity. Well, there still is, I think. But mm-hmm. if you make it more approachable, put it into language that isn't old English, <laughs> and doesn't give people flashbacks to 10th grade Shakespeare, then, <laughs> I, yeah, of course, they're more apt to read. It's much more approachable. And overall, yeah. I think that it, if my personal opinion, I think people should read the Bible at least once, cover to cover, just to get a gist of what it's all about because it's so pervasive. Mm-hmm. And I encourage that with other religious texts, mm-hmm. like most of the major ones as well. Mm-hmm. Through your encouragement of people just basic studying basic stuff you say you don't have to be a bookworm well c.s lewis is an author how do you go about spreading the good word then if you're not pounding on doors demanding money for people's <laughs> salvations what's what's been your most eff- not even most effective but your but the approach you you like the most uh, get people interested just a normal conversation i mean like now uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just this normal conversation. Uh, like, I mean, before, well, I mean, before it was in school. Yeah, like in school, whether they be in class, like, well, like whatever, whenever, school, lunch, like on the bus. I had to. I've had to I don't know, man. Bus is pretty dangerous. You can get like start turning corners and getting thrown all over the place, and then you get some guy like pounding the shit out of you. <laughs> God's not real. God. <laughs> yeah, I've actually had some great conversations on on the bus um, about the variety. Um, of uh, different things, uh, and um, yeah, it's, it's quite quite helpful. Um, um, to, yeah, but because they're normal people, respect all no, the same types of people would normally take the bus, and so we've had like series of conversations over the years, at least in, at least here in Bowmanville, and, and also before. But I know I really started taking the bus regularly since I came to Bowmanville. Start to, went to going to St. Stephen's. How do you start those conversations then? Have they only been with people who wanted to talk? Um, I'm not saying you coerce them or anything. Yeah, so I uh, no, I don't do this. So I I don't I don't do this because to if to start it. It's not exactly something I do to start it. It just naturally happens. Um <laughs> really interesting. I don't try to force this. It doesn't happen. Like, um, because um as you know, I'm a big reader. I will normally be reading a book. Um, I'm I am I'm a book reader. That's that it is what it is. Um, and sometimes a lot of times I will get my in the mornings and on, on like on the way to school I will um, read if I'm not if I'm not sleeping in the morning on the bus um, I will um, get some of my reading in and uh, or or it's, it's most times it's at on the way in the evening after school that uh, these conversations happen uh, on the way home. Uh, that uh, I will be reading a book on whatever 
um, and some theological topic or with and many people will be like what, what what are you reading or many times some people would see me really be reading the Bible and like are you are you reading the Bible and it's really strange how absurd for a person on the bus <laughs> yeah. to read the Bible yeah it's like huh why <laughs> that's, don't you isn't don't you find that so boring and I, I wow that's uh, that's really interesting boring huh Never thought about that. I've never viewed the the Bible as a, a boring book. <laughs> Man, that's so wow. Yeah, boring. That's the last word that comes to mind for me. Yeah, it's it's funny because no, I, and I kind of understand it. It the kind of the sad, um, sad but unintentional um, consequence of the Catholic education, where and having religion being made a course is that. Instead of actually you know, doing actual accurate and well effective, um, I guess you could say religious education, um, it more deters kids because you know I actually I, I have religion for my birth my my, my, my my homework. I don't want to I don't want to talk. Nope, people don't want to talk about it. They don't, don't. I'm good. I got that from my homework. I gotta go crack open stuff back in Exodus and whatnot. I don't. I don't. They don't need to touch it. Um, I whatnot. It's just I homework to them, so I understand all that sense, and that some people just think find it boring because homework is boring for at least for most people. And it's like you're not, but like um, <laughs> one of those rare specimens who <laughs> no, uh, gets no, a bit bigger no dopamine hit. No offense from to the writing an essay. Oh, well, dude, I was an A pluser. I give two shits about homework, but the rare specimen who gets a bigger dopamine hit from. You know, <laughs> An A plus than taking a shot of you know heroin. <laughs> yeah. No offense to you. Hey, if that's what gets you through, that's what gets you through. But I see what you're saying. Acting there, there's elements that make it a deterrent if you do make it mandatory. Yeah. Is there any way to still make it mandatory just from your? I'm not going to call you a layperson because I consider you. I, can t- I consider you semi learned, even if you're not credentialed. Yeah. Is there any way to arouse subtle intrigue? And make it a more enjoyable subject, yeah, especially probably. in the lower grades, because I can remember in elementary school, and I, yeah. I none of the teachers could answer my questions about the Bible. None. I was none. one of those none. little assholes who actually yeah. tried to ask questions about what we were reading and th- challenge the authenticity of yeah. uh, and the and the truth of it. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, I I understand. Uh, it's funny, uh, m- most <laughs> most kids. So every time I would always. Uh, well, mostly I've been started doing this ever since my I started becoming more theologically aware. Um, but before my every mass comes along, I would always ask kids, "Oh, well, what do you think of mass and whatnot?" Or kids would ask me, and I said, "I oh, I hated it, and I I thought it was horrible." And I'm like, "What? What? What did you thought?" And like, uh, you may think it's mad at times. Um, you may not like it, but like for me, I I I'm. Because I am so, like, intently, at least I try to be, since I've been a lot more uh, um, theologically aware, I pay a lot more attention to sermons and what's being said. Is this one, is it theologically accurate for, is it actually represented the gospel accurately um, or whatever or so on and so forth. And uh, so I pay a lot more attention to it. And the material and how it's being portrayed and so on and so forth, the whole bit. Um, so I'm like, and oftentimes, nine times out of ten for Catholic school masses, they fall short. 
Every single time. There's only there's only two 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 Catholic priests that I know. They're good guys. Well, I'm a young guys. Brilliant guy. Well, actually, it's three three of them. There are three. Of them. They're friends. They're they're pretty close together. Together. So those three guys, um, did amazing. Um, the without Saint Stephen's that actually did a great job and actually were not. At least I thought were not boring. Like, yeah. It, but uh, yeah. Uh, for um. For the classrooms, so you know, um, our um, our our guy Crusher, um, <laughs> our, uh, yeah, he is um, probably the the best teacher I found for um, that I know. Um, that yeah, like the yeah, he was down for me too. Yeah, yeah, knows his stuff. He was really truly learned. Yeah, degrees yeah. in theology and yep. Actually knew the material. Yeah, <laughs> actually knew it. Didn't just get suckered in for t into teaching it for seventy five minutes a day. Yes, for the entire semester or hell even school year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, most for teachers, a paycheck. Yeah, most teachers. See, the problem is, is that most teachers, that religion. I would say that I how hard. I don't. I don't. I don't know anybody. You, you are not going to. You're not going to convince me otherwise. At least in the Catholic school. That religion is the most, like how I say, um, uh, not unkept, but a uh, most disregarded subject out of other other subject. You can get it, it doesn't matter. You can, you can have a gym teacher teaching religion, not knowing a word of whatever, not knowing anything, really and truly. Oh, hey, I grew up Catholic or whatnot. Well, okay, but it doesn't mean you know anything. Like you don't know I mean you can teach the course. You're a gym teacher. Like you, you, you got you got you got English teachers. You got French teachers teaching religion, and they don't know what in the world are they talking about. Now again, they make good teachers. There's some good teachers. I love them, and their teachings like they would sometimes subject. Um, they would in my classes, and they would. Uh, I, I actually have them, and then they would go over. And then they would teach my religion. I was like, oh, I mean, good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you. I, I love them, but I'm like, you really shouldn't be doing this. Like, don't stay that, in your that, lane. That cringe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's just stay in your lane, please. You're great in what you Sometimes do. I don't have a choice though, and that's where you gotta feel bad for them. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's because of the unions. I know, I don't know. I won't go into that. Like the my problem what you need. Yeah, they the the yeah those problems um are are it is is so um just uh it's not taken seriously religion the importance the the quality um I, I think I I I truly believe this I think every teacher that should be teaching religion there should be a designated religion teacher that should be I I, I wish. At least be a theologian. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sorry. I'm at least a theologian or of some sort. I'm not, I'm not, I'm there are cases too where some teachers who don't have a degree, or like a master's degree, mm -hmm. say in English, are uh, do teach the subject. But mm -hmm. it's really, really, really apparent in religious studies. Like I say, even at the elementary level, but that's a mm -hmm. whole other issue because yeah. elementary school teachers usually teach, what, five, six, seven subjects in a yeah. day. It's uh, absolutely yeah. ridiculous to yeah. expect top quality knowledge. I mean, you can, you can study for half your life, 50 years, and still come up short in any sort of all-encompassing knowledge. You can't be good at everything. Yeah, no, I get that. No, like what you said, too, how to improve. So... 
on one day, and at least now, so this encounters with from what I understand the correct if I'm wrong. So it's grade nine is um, Old Testament. Uh, no, there's some new stuff in there too. It's mostly centered around Old Testament, okay. at least in from. Well, I can't say I haven't seen the curriculum draw up, but the official document. But yeah, more or less. Um, okay, and then grade nine, no, grade ten is a uh, grade ten is New Testament. Yes, and then the grade eleven is world religions, and then grade twelve is philosophy. You can, or you, there's a, I think there's a, another world religions or something. It's like a mix of world religions and philosophy or something. You can choose not to take philosophy. Like ethics. Uh, world yeah. World ethics and whatnot. Yeah, that sometimes runs as a class. At least it did for us, because we went to the same high school. Yes. I'm just a year ahead of you there. Yes, it was uh, O'Brien that taught that, at least from what I know. Um, yeah, so um, what, for grade nine, I think, like, you know, the... It not, I mean, I already have my problems with it being made mandatory in that sense. But um, for the, um, I, I think like one thing that they could do is um, need to stop making. Um, they need to stop making it as if like um, like you know reading certain passages. Um, like I, I don't like the idea of them. Okay, you need to read this passage to do. Um, you could say I, I prefer them reading it in class. Like I think reading in class would be a lot more effective than having the kid go home having to read that, and then again make, making it homework. It's it, it's the idea of making it mandatory, is something that I find is a lot more. Um, I I don't think it it, it is effective in terms of in, it's in exciting interest and and then on top of that there are plenty of um well you could say YouTube videos that um of the variety of different ministries that both sum up or that will will cover a particular if you're ever talking about Exodus there are variety of um different like you'd say bible project does just getting up to get the cat <laughs> keep going the bible project um a ministry is which has the does five minute um animated videos that are on um on a variety of um on uh the, you could say uh theological themes throughout the, the the biblical narrative um and the different books that summarize them in under like um, five to seven minute videos or if it needs to be longer it's sometimes 14 or whatever um but are well done it's super look great and get summarize a point um get the gist of uh, certain things and the, the the biblical narrative and they trace certain themes that should be done it actually we could it it's for good for any ages doesn't matter who what age you are but you should be doing that from early um uh early elementary school but especially high school that uh you know you're, you're, you're dealing with genesis you're dealing with exodus sometimes despite it's just in, to incite interest yo put on the bible project you put on the the the, the top five um uh, videos for from exodus to the for the torah making it um, approachable yeah make it approachable it's it, there is some in, it's, it's an interesting story i didn't until i watched the bible project 
I didn't even understand the connection between the, the Torah and how the, the, the story unfolded. I just thought, like, oh, there's the Genesis, Exodus, there's a Moses, and he does this his business with the Israelites. They they get out of there, and then well, I know they're wandering in the wilderness and doing a bunch of stuff, and then these, there's a whole bunch of nonsensical laws, and that's like, ah, I'll just skip over it. Like, no, there's actually a coherent story. There are, there are a bunch of laws, too, but there is a coherent story for the, the, the Pentateuch, the Torah, that uh, and what that and how that unfolds that is quite fascinating if you actually get into it um so i mean in terms of so that's one kind of a, a one thing that to incite the interest of whoa that actually sounds pretty interesting so you can go back and read it for yourself and to 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 get into to actually yeah, read the whole thing i'm not saying you're going to find all the laws fascinating no you're not going i don't think you anybody i don't think anybody finds that fascinating to read all through all the laws but there is the narrative um that is uh quite uh yeah it's quite important so that's one thing i think uh, those types of videos to incite interest um the, the also having um in class discussions about what you're actually reading and um uh i i think this is something i wish we did i wish we really did and that's one thing um uh McKinley did actually well was actually doing those type of um Google uh what was it called uh those sort of yeah, Google surveys on like yeah where some people are at with whatever on these texts or on their understanding and to to to, to gauge where people are at so you can meet them where they're at and and go from there then rather than just assuming where people are at. And, and whatnot so it, you can have a discussion about whatever going on like you know hey like what are, what are, what are your thoughts on that like what what, what how, how, do, how do you feel about this or well, I don't know say how you feel about it but like just how uh yeah like what was interesting about it or so, or so on and so forth like you, you take your pick on your questions um so yeah, I think th those are some things that would I think would be quite um of effective for grade nine. I, I think philosophy though should not be weighted to grade twelve. I wish philosophy should be a lot earlier. I, I don't think I, I don't think that you should be weighting it to grade twelve. Um, I think everyone should be taking philosophy. To be honest, not gonna lie. Was that? Um, <laughs> because um, philosophy, critical thinking, actually... No, don't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't critically think. <laughs> critical thinking, actually, uh, about everything, really, just being a critical thinker and the logic of uh, um, actually... Uh, um, t well, actually, t learning about the... Um, especially, at least in the, the, the Christian context, the um, philosophical... Um, side and really rich history of Christianity. Um, um, th thankfully, you're Craig for that. But um, but uh, I think that would be something. I think that's something that a lot of kids, um, a lot of teenagers, that those that are that are maybe even um, uh, believers themselves that they they don't they, they aren't getting their questions answers from the religion teacher that aren't. Um, uh, they get some of them have lazy pastors or lousy pastors or priests, priests that um <laughs> aren't aren't uh, worth a degree that they're holding um or, or whatever um credentials that they have that don't know anything really can't answer basic questions um for what on whatever the uh, on what whatever is going on that can address um those things on the theological side 
of, of this the issues um, that uh, that are, are yearning for that and would love to say what there are actual like there is a like there are actual answers to like the like Christianity actually has a rationale behind it there is actual um deep reasons for the uh the the the, the, the certain positions um for a variety of uh, situations of over um um uh, uh yeah there's 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 a reason for those the certain things there that why um not to do certain things or to do certain things or so and so forth um th th there's a rationale behind it Th that's huh really it's not just atheists aren't the only ones that are rational they that uh no no christians actually think no that they've uh no that we christianity actually has a rich historical um uh, no rich his history of um deep <laughs> philosophical um um questions that uh, take your pick take your pick i i bet you there's no question that you're going to ask you that's not asked that's not already been asked and been dealt with both in the, the current time and has been dealt with throughout since the 2000 years christianity has been dealing with an even longer judaism do you get a lot of heat because you, you've graciously gone on this podcast who knows who what what audience it'll reach this is just something i do in my fun time <laughs> But do you ever get a lot of heat because you're you don't have credentials as we as we've brought up a, a couple times already in this discussion, mm -hmm. and of course we live in a very credential centric, um, I'm gonna say, um, corporate world, uh, mm -hmm. where you know if you don't have a degree or two mm -hmm. or three or five to your name. Uh, you're considered stupid. Do you get a lot of heat because oh, here's this 18-year-old little punk telling me that mm -hmm. he knows all and everything? And you've already admitted your limitations. I'm, I'm not saying that, mm -hmm. but uh, has that ever been? Is that is that ever the case? Because you don't have a slip of paper that you can mm -hmm. prove to say, "Hey, I went to this like theological <laughs> study, or I went mm -hmm. on these retreats and fasted for 37 <laughs> years to get my." crucifix that's dangling across my chest right now mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah i've had it a variety of times um from um various um uh, you could say um familiar members and uh some um yeah a variety of people some pregnant people and whatnot um yeah uh a lot of more you could say it, a lot of it comes from pride from more a middle-aged, uh, you could say boomers, the, boom, the boomers, a lot of boomers that have, have gotten that, uh, oh, that um, that really don't know anything theologically, like they, they know nothing. Like they just, <laughs> they're, some of them are very much good, um, yeah, yeah, they're, 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 yeah they're, they're good Christ followers. However, they do not know theology. They don't know basic theology. Sometimes they don't even know their Bible. Um, the, the certain, certain things um, to actually think, um, so you could say, um, th ask questions, but also think rationally about certain things, and actually and pr providing a more um, a, a grounding rationale for um, why they choose to believe that, and or how to communicate the gospel. Um, yeah, like it, 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 there's kind of a setting for those that are 
in, in middle aged or early older regardless. I've had twenty years old tell tell me gotten on there um getting pissed at me because um I, I basically well I've got thirty year olds some of them were closer than others um that um trying to bait me bait and trap me um into saying things that wasn't theologically true but I ended up turning the tables on them and schooling them and they ended up proving my point in the end why they should know basic theology. It's like what well, you're what are you talking about? Like it just you just proved my point. Um, it, it's so a lot of it comes from pride. That oh, because I'm older, then that means I actually know. I I, I know I know more in terms of theologically, and I, I know more because I know I've been a big Christian longer than you. It's like okay, yeah, but it doesn't mean you understand the the Bible and in any sense of any word. Like you, there are many six year olds and nine year olds that know really nothing. <laughs> they know nothing. They couldn't. They couldn't articulate. Some some of them can't. can't you articulate the gospel. They can't articulate the um. Uh, the, the, some of them don't even know the difference between Moses and Jesus. Like I've I've I've, I've met Holy those people. Holy shit! I've I've met I've met those types of people. They're the same person, right? No, 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 no. no I'm joking. No, Jesus. <laughs> no, 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 no. There, there, there are many those types of people. Um, and it comes from a level of pride, saying that, oh no, I can't because I can't humble myself. And this is this is the funny thing, oh, because they say, oh no, no I'm the, I'm the Christian aspect, but they forget the humility aspect of the faith, and that we're called to be a, a humble, that Christ who humbled himself to be like a servant, to be able to the humility aspect, to be a one, yeah, intellectually too. So that we are to learn, to be able, to, yeah, to learn and actually, um, to uh, uh, whether it be for Christianity or just really for anything, really, but um, especially about our faith, which is the most central thing about our lives. You should be absolutely. You should be willing to learn. Um, if it doesn't matter if it's um, really a nineteen-year-old, a sixteen-year-old, sixteen there are some wow, surprising sixteen-year-olds that know more than I know, like. Thousands of teen. That would strip you, like far as strip you. Yeah, Just. yeah, really, which is amazing. And I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not intimidated to that. I'm more like, man, I, I, bro, I, I got, I need to step up my game. Like, I, I want, I, I want to be, I want to be like that. I, I want to strive to, to, to know. Um, even more on into a particular topic, or be able to provide certain. Um, better answers to certain questions and so on and so forth um and uh yeah like but a lot of it comes from pride um we, we talked about we've talked about personally like you know there there's the cultural christianity where there is well there's they're both the cultural christian which is like you could say christian culture and then there is the 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 the, the um cultural um aspect so it, whether it be um your respective culture from the middle east or um, your Europe or Caribbean or take your pick and how that in culture informs Christianity and your view of Christianity or your theology rather than the, the theology Christianity informing your culture it's the it's the, it's the complete opposite around so that's where we get the the bad theology where the bad practices that are isn't biblically based that's like nope nope absolutely not biblically based justifying all sorts of toxic horrible sinful behavior that should not be no <laughs> that's not okay um but it, it comes more from a culture 
that as some yeah there are a lot of cultural behaviors um that are not okay and that that are yeah like, that would be abusive um abusive or toxic or so take it back um that scripturally isn't based and that's not okay but it sounds like it, there's an inherent and underlying combativeness that doesn't need to be there just because you disagree with somebody mm -hmm. doesn't mean you know someone doesn't mean yeah. you have to fight with them it's not a and it's not about mm -hmm. who knows more mm -hmm. because it, it's it's always astonishing to me too how self-education is put down so much at least mm -hmm. in well in, in canada mm -hmm. uh and in North America a lot of the time at least in the states and in Canada mm -hmm. but uh, where does the combativeness come from you said pride which is car one of the isn't that one of the seven deadly sins <laughs> yes so there you go right but is it only pride or is there um, like, sometimes I hear there's fear behind admitting that you may not have a perfect 100% uh, satisfactory framework um, you probably is some. I, I'm not saying for every person that I've met. That's not for every person. Um, I I'll just say some that are definitely pride, but then others there is that there's both. Um, the the fear of just admitting, and this sometimes this, there is the culture of that informs this position of admitting that yeah you don't know everything that you yeah you are wrong on certain things or or that you yeah you could be wrong. Because if you do, then um, that or because you're an adult, that you're supposed or you're a parent or you're a whatnot that maybe maybe your decision um, on how you, what you decided wasn't either what actually maybe it wasn't biblical, maybe it wasn't actually um, like was not really a you could say um, that wasn't how you went about it was not um, um, Christ-like. And to say that is kind of insulting the to them. It's a threat to say, "Oh, well, you're not saying I'm 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 a bad you're a bad Christian." I'm like, I'm not saying that. I never said that. I'm saying how what you did in that moment. I'm saying like you're you're a sinner, just like me, just like everybody else on this planet. If you're human, um, like the uh, well, almost like you're the queen who's like a lizard. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you want to talk conspiracies next? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a joke. That's a joke. No, don't. No, don't send well, me. maybe not. They'll send the secret service after me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, forgive me, Queen. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, uh, on on that end, yeah, it, it's 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 a lot of them take that personally because you're, you're you're they they take that as saying you're saying that you you're a bad Christian that you don't you don't love God and you don't love Christ and you don't you're not you're not a believer and what I know no absolutely not is that we're supposed to be that's the whole point of the church but that's well, that's one of the purposes of the church that we're to be a, a body um the, the part of the body of Christ um each doing different things and having different purposes and so on and so forth and gifts but while also working together and edifying each other edifying as in like kind of um, iron sharpens iron like to help better each other um that um, if some some of us are weak in others other 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 places some some have just everybody um um not, not everybody is a jack of all trades like that's uh some people are better in in other things than others and so and when you are not better than in when you are not as good as 
um, and, and one thing than another, that that person is to you to humble yourself. Humble yourself and say, oh, I'm gonna, I want to, to, to be better in that and to actually learn from that person rather than actually get mad when the person actually says or um, um, points out that yeah, you're not exactly, you're not proficient in that. You actually realize, yeah, you're in you're in perfection in this particular area, or that you, yeah, you're not exactly you're limited in that, and actually to actually learn to better yourself. That that's really it's really the definition of pride. It's that, that's what it is. It really comes down to I think. Wouldn't that inherently just the fighting aspect of it, the the combativeness of it, wouldn't that just destroy? Um, religion like the Christian faith as a whole like it's like it's trying to it's instead of coming together as you just said it's sort of like a divide and conquer I'm right I'm right I'm right and if you don't think so either fuck off or come with me because I'm right there's no it's it's like hitting a wall you've div like you've got all these different belief systems that you say are, are culturally fueled mm -hmm. that can't be good for the religion as a whole um if, if you mean by giving a christianity a bad name yeah there's that there in the, there's the whole scapegoats that certain um you could say internet atheists um, or types of people would love to attack because certain cultural christians will there are certain practices that they will do that they assume is somewhat um, justifiable. They will use certain Bible verses to justify the behavior, but completely admit to how that, how in the context of scripture, that's inaccurate, or so on and so forth. Um, and that, yeah, that gives Christianity a bad name. Um, it's not particularly accurate, um, but uh, yeah, it does. It, it, it's not. It's it, it. It is problematic. I, I mean, I have a problem with it. I, I don't know any. I don't know a Christian that is theologically aware and actually quite um that it, it really uh, is conscious and knows christ that it doesn't find that problematic and doesn't is an issue like that for um those that are realize that culture is not the thing that defines who we are it's not these these identity or whatever you want to call it. it's not it's not that's not who we center our being around it's it's christ that's uh that is a, not not a culture, but that's what those people are doing is putting their culture before. But before I'm a, before I'm a Christian, I'm 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 a um, I'm a European. I'm Irish, or I'm uh I'm Caribbean, or I'm I'm this or that, or whatever. And yeah, as you said before, <laughs> that does it also act as a deterrent then for anyone looking to just join the faith knowing that oh no i'm gonna get into this cesspool this shithole of arguing all the fucking time that um, can't bode well too for helping to i don't want to gain followers sound so cultish yeah, whenever someone says that. it but just to not only not only invest in the faith but investigate and mm -hmm. even just for fun, even if they don't stick around, just to mm -hmm. teach themselves that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all yeah. the bickering you know, just deters that. It's like, why would I want to fucking yeah do mm. that? Yeah, and now well, here in the West, it's uh, again it's, it, the, here in the West we have a very Christianity's history is quite different than again the rest of the world. But like, um, yeah, like it's a lot of it's more over. You could say yeah, just a lot of it. Some some of it. Not all, 
is more theological tertiary issues, not essentials, rather than um, um, uh, yeah, the theological essentials, which would be like um, <laughs> yeah, uh, theological essentials. Um, there, there was a lot of there is that here in the West. I mean, that was quite evident this past year of um, very strong voices of certain Christians with um, certain, you could say, um, <clears throat> political leanings that uh, were making arguments for certain, um, you could say, movements that um, were um, not biblical in many situations. And there was a whole huge divide over that this year. And we saw that quite evidently if you were, well, if you were not living under a rock, <laughs> in a woods, in the cabin, in a cabin in the woods, I got that background, whatever. Yeah, I'm still mask wearing and everything while well, at the same time. Remember that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I, yeah. We could delve into that maybe you know, next yeah. time. But yeah, uh, yeah. That's kind of um, it, it, it. It is. It is probably a major deterrent. I don't know. I know it is because I've had in the conversations with uh, many um, um, friends and um, well, not just strangers that have brought that up, like certain practices and their family's culture of um, that claim to be pro are professing Christians that um, that professes Christianity but does not either live it in actual life. It's not. It's not. They don't. It doesn't bear fruit in their actual life or um, it, it, it are Christian in only in name only. It's not actually like. Um, but do everything else other than actually living a um, Christ-like life. And that just gives a bad name to, um, especially just makes real Christians, Bible-believing Christians that are actually, yeah, living the life, um, that um, don't believe those things, that don't, um, uh, there, there are those that absolutely um, say and do horrible things. And absolutely, I, I, would, I would condemn that. And again, like we mentioned before, a lot of people assume as if, oh, because... There are some Christians that do hateful, horrible things. That that means I would justify it because they're Christians. Like no, what? If anything, if anything, the people that are actually most mad that those people are doing that are Christians because they're giving us a bad name. What are you doing? You're giving our Lord a bad name. Dude, hands down, those are the people that are going to be most mad. It's like, what are you? No, 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 no. Stop it. Cut it. Cut it. Mm-mm. Nope. I gotta have you on again, man. This was some good stuff. Jaden Jones, everyone. Thank you so much, man, for taking some time on New Year's Eve. Everybody, <laughs> Jaden runs, co-runs, co-hosts a podcast, Secret Crisis, it's called. Where can they find you, man? Uh, you can find me at jaden.cjones on Instagram. Uh, the podcast, uh, now that you mention it, mm -hmm. uh, you can find that the Insta official Instagram page is uh, Sacred Crisis, Secret dot, um, underscore Crisis, I believe, or is it Secret dot Crisis? I'll all things it. Marvel it, and it, nerdy it. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so. Yeah, the you can find the Secret Crisis at on every, practically every platform: Apple Podcasts, Breaker Podcasts, Breaker. Um, Google Podcasts. You, you, now it's on. Now it's on YouTube, um, uh, Spotify, and yeah, everywhere else you get your podcast. Like, like, if please, 
Um, if you've listened to it, leave a rating. Please rate us. That would be great. <laughs> and, um, the subscribe, that would be amazing. Uh, that would, yeah. Until next time, Happy New Year's, everybody.